This podcast contains strong language and adult themes. Listener's discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to A Page Too Far, the show where each week one of us reads a book and tells the other all about it. Will it be bad? Will it be good? Let's find out. My name is Philip, and with me as always is my co-host, Lillian. So, Lillian, how are you feeling? <laughs> um, earlier I was oxygenating my womb space, so I feel really good right about now. <laughs> Why does it smell like your vagina in here? <laughs> I did glue the foam back on to did the you? wall. Oh, you did? Look at that. Yeah, so we're good. Nice. This week's book is called Cold Water Veins. Interesting. Cold water veins. Okay. A woman with steel in her bones and ice yeah, water in her veins. That's the most fucking thinking about is fucking, what's her name? Ice? Ice. Just ice? Yeah. God damn it. Uh, so it's Cold Water Veins by Amy Lukovics. Okay. It is a mystery thriller. Good. I, yeah. I was, I was, I've been trying to look for thrillers. Yeah. Like some yeah. sort of mystery thriller. So I'm exactly. excited. Uh, it was published in August of 2021. Ooh. So last month. Yeah. Brand new book. It is, you say book, it's an Audible original. Oh, okay. So this is something that is only available on Audible. On Audible. It is not a physical print as of yet. It might be one day. I don't know. Right. um, All I know is it is on Goodreads, but it doesn't have a page count. So it's, it's a, it's a little over two hours long, um, which puts it to about 120, 130 pages. I picked this book for a couple of different reasons. So Probably the first one is, I've said before, I like to use this show to find books that I wouldn't normally read. Uh Mysteries and thrillers usually aren't my thing. Okay. So I wanted to read something that was pretty good, but also not a really big investment. Right. And this had decent, I didn't read the reviews uh, on Goodreads or on Audible, but it had a decent rating on both sites. And the other thing is that this, the one thing I did see about this uh, was in the way it was advertised to me was it had a strong female lead. Okay. And that's something that we have yet to really see in our show. Right. Uh, unfortunately, the, the, the genres that usually catch my eye or the book covers usually catch my eye turn out to be very male centric. And it, it, that's just how it works out. But it's, it's good that you found one that's <laughs> yes. a little punch in the other way. That's good. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to give you, do you ever play two truths and a lie? Yes. Okay. I'm going to give you two truths and one lie about this book. Okay. Be thinking about them as the book goes on, right? Okay. So. <laughs> The first is it has a strong female lead. Okay. It has zombies. Okay. And, or it has, uh, shall we say the old gods. Okay. Sort of, sort of pagan deities. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Two of those go hand in hand. And then one, I feel like is guaranteed because you just were talking about it, but it's a mystery. Hmm, I don't know. I don't know. Your opinion could differ from the masses. It's true. You may disagree about it being a strong female lead. I mean, Captain Marvel. <laughs> I think most people have the same problems with her that they had with Ray. Yeah. Right. Which is where she can't do anything wrong. Well, yeah. And pl- plus there's no, uh, I mean, uh, Ray had a bit of a struggle, but Captain Marvel had no struggle at all at any point in the film. Yeah. Literally not. Yeah, exactly. Which d- d- defeats the whole purpose of. I, I, s- I saw something the other day that made me legitimately angry about Rise of Skywalker again. <laughs> Which, this is just a small tangent that we're going to go on. Yeah. This is a very small one. So, um, you know, in episode eight, they fight, the lightsaber is destroyed. Yes. Right, it's pulled in two and it explodes. Yep. Then in episode nine, she shows up, she has a lightsaber again, it's welded back It's repaired, yeah. Yeah. Then at the end of episode nine, she has her own lightsaber, which she's created. Yep. Just have her create her own lightsaber in the beginning. Just just have her 
you could have the new lightsaber but, and have it better parallel Return of the Jedi. But but it's okay. So I think this is a merchandise thing. It is because it's the iconic lightsaber. Yes, you can't just get rid of it. And why sell one lightsaber? You could sell two. That's true. You could, why, have, the you could have the welded one, one and, and the, the new one. and the new one. That's true. Yeah. Well, they also had three because they had like the flip down one from the dark side vision. Yeah, that, that was, was like two seconds. Yeah, if that. <laughs> that one was a pretty cool one. But no, that's that's my that's my little complaint because it, it's a better story and it's a better uh, cinematic parallel. Yeah. If she does create it either in the beginning or before the movie starts and you're has right. it, that's it's, that's it's for a better story. But nobody gave a shit about the story on that film. Well, you're so. right. You're right. <laughs> but that's that's my little uh, that's my little tangent for today. I also got to say that her flip down Sith lightsaber. Yeah. I'm not an engineer, but that's an engineering nightmare. Yeah. That is a horrible design. Yeah. For a staff. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad. Well, let's dive in. The book opens with the main character in a flashback. Wonderful. I love flashbacks. You're going to love this story. God because, damn it. No, it's not. It's not flashbacks for okay. the most part, but it is mostly told in time passes and then she's thinking about what happened. In the, in the time that passed. Oh, okay. The, mm. it, it's it's <laughs> a bit different. It works in the format, but we'll talk about it. Um, okay. The main character's name is Odelia. 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 Okay. And her sister is named Lillian. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. Their mother, Isabel, uh, Isabel Hendricks, okay. had disappeared into the woods near their cabin. I say cabin, it's a farm. They're, they're on a farm. Okay. Not, not like an estate? Not that fancy? No, no. Very uh, rural. Rural village. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. And they're kind of on the outskirts. All that was ever found was a pack of supplies and her horse grazing at a nearby creek. Okay. After weeks of searching, their father packs them up and moves them to the nearby city. Uh, there isn't a strict time frame on when this story takes place. Okay. Because in the village, they use horses and to move to the city they take horses out of the out of their village but then when they get to the city they're surprised because everyone uses cars oh so it's like a shammy limlom village situation maybe they're so isolated they don't understand maybe outside they, technology they they know what cars are okay but they're not used to seeing them oh okay. but so but it but it also doesn't say whether it's like a 1920s car right. or a 1960s car or last year's car there's no there's no defining technology and there's nothing in the in the description of when this takes place this this could be any time within the last hundred years right i do like uh books that you know because some books are light on details yeah and sometimes it's a detriment but i do like books that are like it's not that important use your imagination exactly and that could be very very lazy sometimes right but we'll see um no you're you're exactly right and, and in this point i think it is it is to the betterment of this is a short story it's a novella right mm -hmm. it doesn't matter when it takes place the right, story is okay. whole regardless. There were no trees for miles except for small, skimpy, dying trees in the city that just nobody took care of them. It's depressing. It is depressing. And that's the whole point. Okay. Right. Yeah. That's, that's what they're feeling. The girls were placed in a program to help them catch up in school. Okay. And they, they depended on each other, right? Because they're both, they're both about the same age. Odelia is a couple years older and they both have about the same education level because they didn't go to school back in back in the village right so here they're putting a program to catch up and they're learning they learn to trust each other and to depend on each other because they're all they have right the father says that city life is different than country living but everything is different and that's not necessarily a bad thing this, right this is just going to be something we have to get used to girls yeah no matter where you go it's going to be different exactly 22 years later 
Okay. So the girls are now grown women. Father's a bit older. In their late 20s, maybe? Um, 30s? Yes. I would say... How many years did you say? 22? This is 22 years later. I would say they're about... um, I forgot. It does tell you. I forgot to write it down. I think they're about um, maybe 28 and 30, something like that. Okay. Isabel Hendricks, the mom, Mm -hmm. dies again. Again? This time for real. She drowns in a clawfoot bathtub too drunk to save herself. Okay. Daryl, their father, explains that he knew she had returned to the village a month after they left. Oh, shit. But that he hid the truth from them to protect them because all Isabel ever did was hurt the family. When they question them, he says, hey, she never came looking for us. That proves how bad of a person she is. <laughs> okay. And that tells us all we needed to know. Um, Odelia recollects a bit on the past year and how Lillian has been bottling up and sticking to herself and she hasn't gone anywhere, hasn't done anything. She's in her own apartment. She hasn't left that apartment and she's becoming really depressed. Right. Um, she, she's starting to get like a hunch in her posture and her skin is just trans, not, not transparent, but, but becoming very pale and sickly. Right. Vitamin D deficiency. Exactly. 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 Odelia tries to question her about it and you get the sense that she's done this before, but Lillian just brushes it off, says, you'll never understand. How could you? But Odelia says, I'm the only one who could understand. We're, yeah, we're tight. That's, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so the sisters had drifted apart. Um, gaunt is the other word that he uses. Right. She's hunched and gaunt. So the one thing they both agree with, though, is that Daryl was wrong. That he was wrong to keep this information from them. He was wrong that Isabel was a bad woman. Right. He offers to pass down the farm to them. He calls it his peace offering. So instead of him inheriting it, he says, you girls can have it. Do whatever you want with it. And Odelia thinks about the farm and how she associates it with longing and loneliness. Okay. She, she doesn't mind being alone, but she recalls the mountains surrounding the village called The Ring. So there are mountains on every side. It is surrounded. Okay. And it is by The Ring. And she reminisces about how her mom, she started to become a drunkard. Like she, when, when they were little, things were fine and they were happy, but her mom just got worse and worse. Something must have happened. Okay. She was always drinking and she would slap Odelia at any provocation. So she would get very drunk and abusive okay. for no reason. So the sisters start a journey and they make their way back to the farm. They grow closer and they start to remember. M- maybe, maybe things are still the way they were. Maybe that tree is still there. Maybe, maybe my horse is still alive. Maybe the place is still safe and home. Odelia looks over to Lillian and she's shocked to see that Lillian is staring at a mountain straight ahead. So there... I, I didn't write any of this down, but the path down into the ring is super steep and okay. treacherous. They are riding down it and she's staring ahead on the other side of the village at a specific mountain. Okay. I feel like I should be doing or saying funny things, but I'm so entranced by the story so far. <laughs> it's, I told you, it's a very interesting story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a thriller. It's a mystery thriller. So, and there's a mystery now. A person has died twice. And Lillian has an expression of terror on her face. Okay. So she's staring at this mountain horrified. Odelia remembers one time her mom looked at that mountain, that same one. And Lillian says that mountain always used to scare me as a kid. Apparently it still does. Okay. Why don't they just get rid of it? The mountain? Yeah, sure. I mean, small village. I don't know. <laughs> just get enough dynamite. It'll go. We don't know that they know what dynamite is. <laughs> okay. We, we don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. Maybe just, I don't know. Don't look at it. <laughs> like, <laughs> you would think. Just avert your gaze. 
So when they arrive, they realize that the barn had been redone. The, the, the house seems kind of reversed to what they remember, but they realize because the old barn burned down and they had a new barn built. Oh, so everything's kind of, uh, kind of backwards. The garden had been perfectly tended. So apparently Isabel was fine that her family had left. She rebuilt the barn. She tended the garden. It's beautiful. It's just like they remember. It's not what a drunk person would do. Exactly. Lillian says it must have been great that all of Isabel's problems were gone when we left. Oof. (laughs) What else are they going to think? Right. It's like, I guess. She didn't come looking for us. Mm -hmm. Everything's apparently cool here. I mean, I think really that, I think I would suspect the dad because, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Because alcoholism isn't fixed just because the one problem you had is gone. Right. You're still a fucking alcoholic. May I remind you, she drowned drunk in a bathtub. Okay. So clearly, she was something drunk. was still wrong. Well, she was drunk. Doesn't mean she was alcoholic. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm suspecting the dad. Lillian makes the comment about, about so great everything must have been, must have mm-hmm. been great once we left. After all, both of our parents were terrible. Both. Because now they're starting to associate Daryl with deception and dishonesty. Okay. Like he lied to us. He obviously wasn't as good as we thought he was. What else is he hiding? That kind of thing. Odelia lays into her. She said, you've barely left your apartment in a year. You don't go anywhere. You don't do anything. You're decaying. You Nosferatu looking bitch. Exactly. <laughs> Lillian snaps back. She says, you don't know what you're talking about as usual. Mm-hmm. Owned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they get to the house at this point and they, they open up the doors. It's real nonstop. Pop up. Stand still. And, uh, <laughs> do you not know X going to give it to you? I I never actually listen to that song. I just hear you knock, meme knock, about open it. Up the doors, it's real. Yeah, nonstop pop pop of stainless steel. But when you say that, it like just goes over my head because I don't give a shit. It's just your. Yeah. It's your me. <laughs> we'll get there one day. Um, so they open up the doors and they find everything exactly as when they left. Okay. Is apparently Isabel didn't change anything in the house. Right. the The garden was tended. The barn had been rebuilt. The, they, they go into like all the knickknacks and tchotchkes are still in the same place. Everything looks exactly the same. They start scouring from room to room. Right. Is there PlayStation still there with a Crash Bandicoot and all that shit? <laughs> still on the pause screen. Yeah. They're like, oh, burned yeah. Burned into the TV now. All, yeah, that's some bad screen burn. <laughs> 22 years? <laughs> Fuck. I, I, I think it'd be impressive if the TV was running on, that long. Like, yeah, if that actually stayed that long. I mean, if the power wasn't cut, I, would, I wouldn't see why not. Yeah. Yeah, you have to place taking maybe care of ventilate it. it. Yeah, dust yeah. it every once in a while. They meet at the door to the bathroom. This okay. is this is where it happened, mm-hmm. right? This is where, where she died. This is where she died. There's some discussion as to when they should open it. They're going to have okay. to face it eventually. But what if we sell the place as is? They they hadn't decided that they were going to sell it, but Odelia just kind of says that, right? And Lillian just goes along with it. So they seem to be kind of at one mind at this, just like, we, we don't want this. Right. This isn't ours, but we'll get rid of it together. But Julie says they should at least know what's inside. She doesn't know, though. She doesn't know if she wants to open it. She doesn't know if she wants to sell it. Odelia is conflicted. Okay. They hear a bang at the barn. What kind of bang? A uh, sharp crack? Is it a boom low? It describes it as a bang. I would describe it as the sound of a barn door hitting the side of the barn. Okay. Like flung, out, flung open wildly. Right. They rush out and <laughs> there's a scene where Lillian says, uh, who are you? Stop what you're doing. We have a gun. And Odelia's like, what are you doing? Oh, man. <laughs> because they don't have a gun. Right. 
and they see a man step out of the barn. They both recognize him as Everett Hale. Cool name. Everett Hale, the most little house in the prairie name I could ever think yeah. of. <laughs> he was a neighbor boy that they would spend their time with as kids. They were kind of oh, like the three yeah. musketeers. I see something good in the future. Uh, he says, they, I mean, obviously they asked what he's doing. He says he was charged with tending the garden uh, and the animals since Isabel had passed. He was the one kind of keeping them alive. Okay. Um, but he's ecstatic they're back. He does kind of warn them that the rest of the town may not feel the same way. Okay. Because Isabel was kind of a troublemaker. Uh, she was always drunk. She was always, this is more verification, right? Right. Okay. She was always speak her mind to people about what she really thought, but always in the rudest way. Okay. Um, and, and she just rubbed off the wrong way on people. So because of that, and because of the nature of why her daughters had returned, maybe the townsfolk won't look too kindly on that. Okay. So Everett and Lillian throughout the whole conversation are kind of flirty. Odile right. remembers that they, they used to spend more time together as kids, uh, Everett and Lillian, than the three of them did. Uh, and Lillian suggests that Everett take her to see his farm. Mm. And I wrote in parentheses, his penis. <laughs> Let me show you my prize hog. <laughs> uh, Odelia says, hey, that's kind of weird. But Everett says, no, 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 I'd love to. And off they go. Oh, shit. Yeah. But she's like, hey, we just got back. Like, what? why are you leaving me now? Right. Also, that's a horror movie setup. Yeah, exactly. Separate them. Going off with someone that you used to know. Exactly. But has changed since. So Odelia is now like, well, what do I do now? Right. So she just goes back to the house and she's like, you know what? We didn't go upstairs. I'm going to be the first one to see my room because she left me. Yeah. So I'm going to look at my stuff now. She's like, you know what? I never got all the gems and Crash Bandicoot too. I'm going to go do that. <laughs> uh, she, she looks into her bedroom and she starts crying because I don't know what she expected, but everything is exactly the way it was left. Right. The blanket was crumpled on the floor. The tchotchkes were on the shelf. Oh like, shit, down to the very was, detail. Every, it hadn't been touched. She asks the heir if it was a mistake to come back. And yes, who? The heir. She's just. Oh, I thought it was a new character called Lier. No, <laughs> like, no, no, no. Sorry, no. The heir. She's talking to herself, but just kind of whispering. Yeah. Um, was it a mistake to come back? And for a second, she swears she sees that same mountain that Lillian was staring at, smiling at her. She, she swears she catches <laughs> a glimpse of a smile. Did it wink? Just a smile. Okay. But I mean, that's absurd. Mountains can't smile. Right. So she shrugs it off and goes back downstairs. Lillian comes back and is in a much better mood. Her hunch had disappeared. Her face had started to glow. She's looking more like her old self. Okay. Awesome. I, I'm just, I really want to know exactly what she looked like when meeting. Cause like what I pictured yeah. was when Everett met her would be like, holy shit. What the fuck? Who are you? Apparently she was still recognizable. Okay. And they would know. I mean, they knew that Isabel had two daughters. Right. And there are now two daughters coming to the property. Like, it's kind of obvious. But also, if you knew her as a kid, you could probably piece it together. But she... Right. But she, she sounded, like, sick-looking. <laughs> and she was. Right. But not unrecognizably so. Okay. But now she's looking back closer to her normal self. Odelia's kind of jealous, not because she was spending time with Everett, but because Everett was able to help Lillian in a way that Odelia had tried to mm. for a year and couldn't. Yeah. So they talk about what, what to do. Lillian says Everett agreed to show her the ropes around the place uh, and that Odelia should go into town to get supplies. Odelia says, that's kind of weird, again, that he just volunteered to show you but not me. I should be here when we're both learning this. I mean, he's sweet on her or something. Uh, he is, yeah. 
but uh, she says, whatever, I'll go. Uh, at least, at least Lillian's happy. Right. Right. She says she'll pick up some wine for dinner. And, oh, I should also say, this is the next day. I'm sorry. So. I figured. Yeah, I figured yeah. So Lillian and Everett later. came back that night, and then this is the next day they were talking about what to do. Right. Um, and Odilia says, I'll pick up some wine for dinner. And Lillian says, um, wine? Why, why, why stop at wine? No, get some hard liquor. Who, Odelia says that? No, Lillian. Oh, no. Odelia says, I'm going to pick up some wine. Lillian says, no, 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 get some hard liquor. Oh, what are get you doing? Get something. Uh, maybe that will stop the nightmare. <laughs> well, I have so many questions. Uh, we're about to answer some of them. Okay. Odelia questions her. Good. Yes. And apparently Lillian had a kind of a waking dream. It seems so real, but it was a dream of an old woman standing in the house, tearing her hair out while black liquid dripped out of her mouth and her teeth followed the liquid as well. Okay. She crumpled to the floor and kind of hissed at Lillian. Like I, they describe it as hissing. I imagine it's just like this. Yeah. That sort of thing. Uh, and then Lillian wakes up. Okay. There's no one there. She w- wakes up like standing. No, like, no, just in bed. Oh, okay. So it was, yeah, a it, it was a yeah. true blue nightmare. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. It wasn't someone Lillian recognized. Okay, it wasn't so somebody. It wasn't her that she, mom. No, it wasn't her mom. It wasn't somebody that they knew. She justifies it. it well, Odelia justifies it that, I mean, their entire lives have been thrown out of the balance lately. They've, they've been very upset. Right. It's Stress. N- no wonder weird things are kind of going on in their brains because th- their brains are scrambled. I got to say, though, I've, I've been like in really stressed situations yeah. and it's given me nightmares. Yeah. My nightmares still like are just random. Like, yeah, it's not so pointed and weird as that. Right. Odelia leaves for the village. She keeps her head down, uh, semi hoping no one will notice her. And she notices a line at the butcher shop. So she decides to go to the bakery, but there's a line at the bakery. Um, hmm. She questions it like, is everyone out today? What's going on? This is right. weird. Immediately, people around her stop talking and stare at her. All at the same time? Uh, or just as she passes? As, as she passes. Okay. Yeah, it's not, it's not like a hive mind kind of thing. Right, okay. Um, they just, they, they notice her. A woman says, you're Isabel Hendricks' daughter. I don't know why my voice went deeper with that. I don't know either. You're Isabel Hendricks' daughter. You, you don't need to do that. <laughs> you're unlucky. Okay. A man says, Alice Cray died unnaturally the day you and your sister arrived. Why don't you explain that? Sorry, who? She has no idea. Right. That's like, what, I, that, that was me like, voicing her thoughts. About, yeah. Odelia starts freaking out. I would too. Yeah, same. <laughs> They're going to listen. How am I supposed to explain? What, what are you talking about? Right. She hears a voice behind her, and she turns to see the old preacher, Preacher Crane. Okay. So the, he had been the minister when she was a kid. He was always kind of friendly towards their family. She has fond memories of him. Right. The other villagers fall back to hushed whispers, and Preacher Crane says, why don't you come to my place? We'll get some tea. We'll figure this out. Okay. So he apologizes for the crowd. He says they've been on edge lately, and the sisters arriving is the, the perfect scapegoat. Right, yeah. Preacher asks where Lillian is and is relieved to find out that she's back at the farm, not in the village on her own, because at this point it'd be dangerous for them to go into the village. She didn't have any problem the other day, Lillian? So she didn't go to the village. They went to Everett's farm. Oh, yeah, you're right. I forgot that. No, that's okay. So yeah, they went to Everett's farm. Lillian has not been to the village. Okay. The people are frightened and frightened people do strange things. Mm -hmm. Person is smart. People are scared or stupid, panicky animals, something like that. Exactly. <laughs> I just listened to us quote that quote on my drive here. <laughs> so we kind of cut now. They're in Crane's house, kind of in his living room. Okay. But Odelia's like, why, why, why is everybody 
so freaked out. Was it murder? Like, what what happened? Uh, Crane says maybe, but the rate of decomposition seems like something supernatural. He's a doctor? He's the one who has been blessing and burying the bodies in the town for years. kind of a mortician. So, kind of a mortician. He knows when something seems weird. Okay, okay. He starts making tea. He gives her a cup. He says that Isabel meant a lot to him, and in a way, he's happy to grieve with Odelia. He hasn't really had a chance because no one else in town liked her. Right. So he's happy to have this moment to to kind of pass on with somebody. Don't drink the tea. Odelia feels like she, maybe maybe they were more than friends. Right. It's kind of weird. I he's mean, the preacher. If everyone hated your, your mom and yeah. then one person was like, "I actually liked her," you would assume there was something more than just yeah, they were friends. So uh, Odelia asks where Isabel went when she disappeared. Crane says she talked about Odelia every chance she got, and Odelia says, "But she never came looking for us. We never heard word." Crane says they sent word as soon as Isabel came back. She'd injure, injured her ankle and holed up in the forest where she could without moving as much as she could. Uh, she had gone up the mountains. Okay. And she holed up until her ankle was healed and she could walk again. And then she came back down. Oh, okay. So, she, yeah, she had gone up into the mountains, hurt her ankle, mm-hmm. and then stayed there. Mm-hmm. And then, according to their father, he had found her horse and stuff and not her. The, the townsfolk had. There was a search party. The townsfolk had found her horse and her... Um, bag of supplies near in a creek nearby the house. So the oh, horse, horse wandered so back. Y- maybe, yeah, we we don't know. Okay, but they found, they were completely separate locations. Okay, yep. But Crane says, yeah, we we sent word, like we we wrote as soon as she came back. Odile thinks that it was now twenty years without a mother, a year without a sister, and a week without being able to trust her father, all over a twisted ankle. That's what caused it. It was mm-hmm. a twisted ankle. Odile says that Daryl kept it a secret from them. Crane isn't surprised. He, uh, he drifts off in thought, and Odelia questions him a bit about that day specifically. So he's kind of just thinking back into the past, but Odelia kind of brings him back to, back to the present. He had blessed the body of Alice, but he had no idea how it happened. She'd been alone for about 20 minutes. Then a neighbor found her. He had heard some kind of hissing noise coming from her house. Oh, shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> Odelia is now thinking back about the dream Lillian had. Right. The preacher mentions the hair and the teeth are gone, the dark slime, the translucent skin, everything just like how Lillian had described. Her mom. That's how her mom was found. No, this is... Him seeing the apparition. This is him examining the body that had died. Remember, we said Alice Cray died unnaturally. So The, they the random now, village this person. This is the random village person okay, that died. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Looked exactly like how Lillian described in her dream. Right. That is a weird way to die. It is a very weird way to die. The preacher straightens himself and apologizes for how superstitious the village is. They talk for a little bit longer, but uh, eventually Odelia takes her leave. On her way back, she realizes that the shadows had started to lengthen, but it was nearing midday when she left. Like, they should be getting shorter, but she must have been mistaken. Like she, mm-hmm. she has like a mark of where she saw the shadows before, and now they're in a completely different place than they should be. But and I, I must have misread the first time. I must have been wrong about okay. where the shadows were. I think it's weird, weirder that you're marking where shadows are. <laughs> uh, it's how they pass the time. Okay. How they tell time, I should say. They just weren't where she thought they were. So now we get into a little bit of time starts to pass kind of a situation. I think it's about a week and a half goes by. Okay. Lillian and Everett get more serious. Uh, Odelia confronts Lillian about the dream, but Lillian doesn't seem surprised. Uh, but that's all they had to go on. Lillian doesn't really talk about it anymore. She just okay. She doesn't seem shocked, but she also doesn't say anything. Both sisters now start to feel an attachment for the farm, and neither one wants to sell it. Right. Lillian is taking less and less, uh, sorry, Lillian is talking less and less to Odelia, and more and more to Everett. 
It's not good. No. Preacher Crane works an arrangement with Odelia where he'll buy their supplies and take them to his house, and then Odelia can come to his house and pick them up so that she doesn't have to go into the village. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. Very sensible. Yeah. Until people realize why you're, the preacher is buying four people's worth of food. Right. You know, what are three people. Whatever. So in the next week and a half, there are four more deaths exactly like Alice's. I feel like after the second one, people would be like, all right, grab the torches. We're, we're going over to their place. Well, they talk about that a bit. So uh, there's no longer suspicion of a murder because this is so absurd and it's spreading in such a way. There's worry of a disease or a new allergy or okay. something. It's a lot more sensible than I would think they had. Because <laughs> yeah. wouldn't that be the first assumption well, and right Preacher, away? Preacher Crane has a lot to do with that. Okay. He's, he's the one who's kind of calming them down. Okay. Um, there is talk of a town council that exists that also thinks maybe it's not a disease because, like, it's not going house to house. It's kind of skipping around. Um, well, diseases are... You're, no, you're, yeah, but they're, they're, they're looking <laughs> at it. But they're, they're also, uh, Preacher Crane mentions, they're just burying the bodies as quickly as possible and not kind of hushing it up and hopefully it'll go away. Well, that's a great idea. Yeah, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> The neighbors hadn't been infected, so they're not sure what's causing it. Odelia returns to find Lillian alone. This is a bit strange to her. Normally, Everett is hanging around her and, right. you know, kind of waiting on her, all that kind of thing. Lillian is staring at the mountain again and asks if there had been any more deaths. Okay. Normally, when Odelia brought it up, so the four deaths had happened in the past, right? right. There was the Alice and then four cents. Um, normally, Odelia brought it up to Lillian and Lillian refused to acknowledge Just it. shut it down. Yeah. yeah. Now Lillian's asking if there'd been any more deaths. That's weird. You didn't ask that before. Lillian says she has something to tell Odelia. She had actually had the same dream for each person that died. Everett's mom said they're cursed. It must be true. Sure. <laughs> Odelia says, what are you talking about? You're wrong. Why? Because. Because curses are stupid. Uh-huh. Lillian says, no, it's the mountain. I, I felt it calling to me since we arrived. It has to be the mountain. More things are going to happen. Bad things. I can feel it. Odelia realizes she's felt something too. The shadow thing has been happening. They seem to be... It, she figures out what it is. She's blocked it out of her mind, but now she's thinking back on it. The shadows aren't moving as they normally would. They're reaching out to her. Oh, it's fucking creepy. It's very creepy. I don't like that. No, me neither. They don't follow the path of the sun like they should. She's just forced herself to ignore it. Odelia says she's going to go ask Preacher Crane about it. And on her way out, she looks back and... She sees Lillian staring at the mountain and speaking, her lips moving at a tremendous speed, but she's far enough away she can't hear her. That's, that's not good. Yeah. You should maybe stop that. Well, <laughs> Odelia makes her way as fast as her horse can to Preacher Crane's house. Okay. Every time you say Crane, I think of Ichabod Crane. Ichabod Crane, yeah. yeah. I mean, it could be. This is, maybe this is his... Uh, later in life. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> this is Sleepy Hollow, just... He's like, Later. I've seen this devil work before. Yeah. I'll deal with it myself. And he pulls out like a silver fucking scythe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, but it's Ichabod Crane. That'd yeah, be pretty dope. That'd be badass. That'd be interesting. I'm, I'm sure something like that exists out there. But Probably. Hey, if you know about it, let us know. Odelia makes her way as fast as you can to Preacher Crane's house, and she hears shouting outside before she gets there. Okay. She rounds the path to see Daryl, her father, shouting at Crane, waving a leather-bound book at him. Okay. And then he punches Crane in the jaw. Oh, shit. Yep. He jumps back when he sees Odelia. He says, Isabel left Daryl her diary, and it arrived a few days ago. It shows that Crane was Odelia's father. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Not surprising. Alrighty. Daryl is Lillian's father. Okay. But Crane is Odelia's, and Odelia's the older sister. Crane doesn't seem surprised at all. Daryl mounts his horse and rides off to the farm. 
Crane says that wasn't how he wanted her to find out. He had a, se- a sneaking suspicion before, but he didn't find out the truth until Isabel returned. Me and your mom banged like all the time, so I wasn't really sure or not, but... Odilia says, why didn't you come looking? And he said Isabel lied to him. Isabel told him that when the family left, she went looking for them and found out that they had left again somewhere else and she had no idea where they were. Hmm. So he wanted to go look, but he didn't have a place to start. He didn't know what to do. Right. There was no trace of them. He said he knew they would come back, but he would have no idea how to tell her when she came back. You could start by just saying it. I mean, yeah. First step. <laughs> Odilia kind of changes the subject. She says, hey, Lillian's having weird dreams. Crane cuts her off. He says, no, I, I have to go gather my thoughts before we talk any further. <laughs> oh, my God. And he closes the door in her face. <laughs> you fucking bastard. <laughs> oh, that sounds boring. I'm going to go do something else. Yeah. Hey, you're clearly in a panic. I'm going to leave. Yeah. Odelia comes back to the farm and finds Daryl standing in the parlor, saying that Isabel hadn't changed the thing. He says Lillian has gone off to see Everett. She wasn't happy to see him. Okay. Odelia tries to explain what's going on with her, but Daryl doesn't listen. He's, he's deaf to her, just in his own head. He says he'll leave in the morning. He knows when he's not welcome. After all, hadn't Odelia been spending most of her time with the preacher crane? Her real dad? She says, well, I had no idea that's who he was. But he cuts her off again and says, no, 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 I know. I know that all I am is the liar that ruined your life. And it doesn't take a genius to see which one you're going to pick. But picking? She's a grown-ass fucking woman. At this point, she realizes how manipulative he'd been her whole life. Yeah, like, what a fucking dick. Yeah, and that both he and her mother were at fault. They were both terrible people. So he's starting okay. to see what Lillian meant. I, I would... I'm sorry, she's starting to see what Lillian meant. I would still say that I know little to nothing about her mother, other than hearsay. Yeah. She was mean and a drunk. Yeah. But we don't actually know anything for a fact other than she died drunk. We, we know she abused Odelia as a child. Okay. Right. She, got, right. she got drunk and slapped her a lot. Was she drunk, though? Yes. I'm just... Mm. As far as Odelia knows, yes. That's what I'm saying, though. Yeah. It's no, like I know. I know where you're coming from. makes her feel, seem drunk. I don't I, know. I know where you're coming from. So Odelia rides off for, to find Lillian, and she spies her horse partway on the path to Everett's. She realizes Lillian is alone, leaning against a nearby tree. She walks up to her, and all her veins are black. Oh, no. Fuck. Lillian wipes her face, and it comes back, and there's just black slime all over it. Uh, what the fuck? She's freaking out that it's going to happen to me. It's going to happen to me. Yep. <laughs> Odelia says, no, it won't. It won't. We'll stop it. It won't. We're going to leave. She needs to, like, pull out a, a, a bottle of Dawn, pour it on her head, and start. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That would be hilarious. She says, we're going to leave. We're going to leave in the morning. We're going to pack up. We're going to leave as soon as we can. Lillian says she can't leave Everett. She was so happy. She was finally starting to come back to herself. But the mountain was coming for her. Adelia says they can, they can write Everett when they're safe. He can come with them. Once we get out of here, we can write him and he'll follow us. We don't have time. We have to go. Okay. Lillian agrees. She says, okay, okay. When they return to the farm, they find out that Daryl had left to make the climb up the ring in the dark. Odelia checks Lillian's hair and teeth, but they're still intact. They're not falling out. Odelia lays Lillian in bed, and Lillian says, they're, they're coming for me. They know it was me. Odelia says, I won't let them take you, and runs down for supplies. She sees Everett at the door. Okay. And Everett asks, where's, where's Lillian? Where's Lillian? Odelia says, no, no, she's, it's, it's okay. She's sick. I'm taking care of her, but she doesn't want visitors right now. Right. Everett doesn't take the hint at first and tries to, she's, she's like holding the door kind of closed and talking through the crack of the yeah. door. And uh, Everett tries to push the door open, but she stops him. She's, no, 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 she's, really, she's fine. She's sick right now. I'm taking care of her. She'll be okay. She sees Everett out the window, kind of look around the property and just kind of make sure everything looks okay and then leave. 
as she's looking at, and she sees Everett walking around, she notices Daryl's horse standing by the well. Oh, shit. Right. So Everett then leaves and she comes out. She goes to the horse and she calls for Daryl. Right. She spies the diary next to the well. And with a sense of foreboding, she picks it up and then calls for Daryl again. See in the fucking well. <laughs> she looks down in the well and she sees his broken body at the bottom. What the hell? This had not been a murder. He had. No, the horse did it. <laughs> it's he, the only explanation. Or he jumped. No, that horse beat the shit out of him, threw him down the well. <laughs> I think back in the, in the old days, that would have been the assumption. That the horse did it? If there's nobody else around, it's like, yeah. this horse must be a witch. We must execute it. Because <laughs> that shit happened. People yeah. executed animals for yeah. like being a witness to a murder. <laughs> She determines to keep this part a secret until after she and Lillian leave. She doesn't want to, oh, okay. with Good everything idea. Lillian's going through, she doesn't want to tell them that Daryl is now dead. Good idea. That's, yeah, totally fair. She goes back inside. She finds Lillian walking around. Uh, her veins are bulging in black. Um, the black slime coats every crack and crevice, her face, her nose, her armpits. Ugh. Lillian had made tea. And Odelia says, we'll leave tonight. We'll, we're going we're gonna to pack up. We're going to go tonight. Right. Lillian says, yes, but. We'll take one last cup of tea between us as sisters before we leave this place forever. Don't drink the tea. And if that's not ominous, don't drink. The I don't tea. know what is. What? Why is she drinking any fucking tea? Stop. They drink the tea. And Odelia then notices a vial next to the pot. Wonderful. It was an empty vial that looked like one that her mother had used to hold something that sedated the farm animals when they were a kid. Ugh. Lillian says, this will be the last time you ever see me. Don't look for me. I don't want you to see what's coming. Ugh. It's fucking scary. Yeah. Ominous. When Odelia comes to, her head is pounding and Lillian is gone. Between that and Daryl, she has no one left. I mean, she knows Preacher Crane's her father, but he'd lied to her. Daryl's dead. Right. Lillian's gone. Her mom's dead. She doesn't know what else to do, so she starts to read the diary. Okay. And it's inconsistent, as uh, a lot of diaries from kids are. Right. She finds out that Isabel had banged Crane while dating Daryl. Okay. She didn't want to tell Crane that the child was his, so she told Daryl that he was pregnant, and Daryl married her out of necessity. Okay. So Daryl was just playing the nice guy after she conned him. She tried to have another baby with Daryl, but it just didn't happen. She says she prayed to the old gods for a child. Well, okay, well, hold, hold up. <laughs> she just prayed to the mountain, to the but old gods. Why? Give, why? Just give me a kid. Don't, why? Don't do that. The diary then skips forward two and a half years. Okay. Odelia was born, and Isabel should have been pregnant with Lillian at this time, just based on how old they are. Right. But she's not. A man had gone missing, and Isabel had signed up for the search party to go and find him. Daryl wasn't happy that she was leaving, but she needed the break from the monotonous life she now had. She's tired of just being the homemaker. She wants to go out and do something just, right. just once. Let's go look for a dead body. Exactly. Somebody, somebody had gone missing. We're going to go find him. Right. As they were searching, one night, she felt the mountain calling to her, pulling her in. She thought this was how she was going to find the guy. The mountain's leading her to him. Okay. She was right. Okay. She, uh, right at the base of the mountain, she, uh, she finds the man. And she hears in her mind, look what I have for you. Oh, no. She scrapes some dirt aside underneath the man. And she finds a black sack of flesh. She cuts it open and pulls out a human infant, quiet and still. Oh. This was the mountain's gift. It was her request, her prayer to the mountain. And the mountain had answered. It tells her to put the baby in her satchel and then call the party to the body of, the guy's name is Millard. By the way, I'm going to say there's no zombies in this book. That's okay. the lie. Okay. <laughs> then, once you call everyone to the body, they have to drink from the stream nearby. Okay. That's the condition. 
Odelia realizes, due to the wet markings on the page, that this was where Daryl had pitched himself over the well. This was as far as he'd gotten. Okay. Found out that you Lillian wasn't his either. All of the people that are turning into goo monsters were the He doesn't that... know about them. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, he just realized Lillian wasn't his daughter wasn't his daughter either. Oh. Well, I would guess that fuck, that doesn't explain Lillian though. I, I, what I thought was that all the people turning into black goo monsters were the ones that drank from the stream back then. Possibly. Hmm. Well, I don't know. I gotcha. But I, I would assume it's like, I'll give you a life if you give me lives. That sort of thing. Gotcha. And so the mountain is collecting now. That, that's a very interesting take. The journal now skips over a few years into the future. Okay. The mountain is calling Isabel back. She can't let it win, but it's turning her hostile against her family. It wants to take her child back. She's refusing. She went back up the mountain, but it refused to speak to her, even after a month of her trying. When she returned, Daryl had left with the kids. Okay. So this is when she disappeared. She'd gone up the mountain to try and talk to it, to try and reason with it. Right. It refused to talk to her. She comes back. Her family's gone. Okay. Why couldn't she just be happy with the life that she had? Why did she have to press things? The last line of the journal is, I hope they never return. They should never have to witness the horrors that the mountain has in store. Ominous. Yeah, a little bit. Odili looks up to hear footsteps approaching, but it's only Daryl's horse. She can't decide what to do next. She's so overwhelmed with everything that happens. She thinks she, there's a, there's a very real chance that she will sit there until she dies and somebody else finds her dead body because she doesn't have the will to do anything. She doesn't know yeah, what to do. It's a low point. Yeah. She thinks back to the time she had tea with Crane and when he was talking about Alice Cray. That name sounds familiar. And she looks back through the journal. She finds a list of the people in the search party. Alice Gray had been one of them. Mm, okay. So had every other person. Yes. Who died. Yes. She now remembers that Lillian said worse things were going to happen. The graveyard. She has to get to the graveyard. All of those bodies had been buried in the same graveyard. That's where <laughs> Lillian must be. So it's going to be all three. Strong female lead, old gods in the mountain, and zombies. <laughs> Unless you're saying the female lead isn't a strong female lead. I don't know. She rides Doe's horse as fast as she can. As she gets to the village, nothing is out of place. Everything seems fine. Okay. She quiets down uh, as she nears the graveyard, not knowing what to expect. She sees Lillian staring at one of the graves, kneeling in front of it. Okay. It's their mother's grave. Odelia kneels next to her and says, you poisoned me. Well, n- no. Drugged. Lillian says, I'm sorry. We're still sisters, aren't we? Even when I look like this? Her hair is falling out in clumps. Her skin is translucent. Her teeth are starting to fall out as Why well. Why the fuck did you drug her in the first? I don't, what? what Odelia says, of course, and hugs her. Ah. Yeah, just, yeah, just like, ah. just arms go through her. Yep. Why the fuck did she drug her? <laughs> Lillian says she's always, she always knew she was different. She could always feel the mountain calling to her. When they left, it helped, but the longer time went, the more the urge came to her. The more the urge to come back grew. Lillian says, worse is going to come. There's a creature in the mountain that wills things through the earth. It wills things to happen, and it uses the earth as its vessel. Odelia says, what does it want? And Lillian says, servitors. Servitor. Which is a word that I had to listen to 16 times yeah. to understand what she was saying. <laughs> yeah. And then I Googled it, and it is literally a servant. So why not just say servant? Because the author knew the word servitor. Okay. <laughs> um, the exact definition is a person who attends or waits on a social superior. Literally a servant. Yes. <laughs> Soon, you'll die if you stay. They hear a call and they turn to see Crane and Everett standing behind them. Lillian urges them to go. It's not safe. Everett says he found the body in the well. He came back to check on them. But what's, 
what's going on. He found them because he started towards the village and met Preacher Crane, who had seen Odelia rushing past. Right. They're like, the horse did it to talk to the horse. Odelia runs towards them, and she feels the ground beneath them begin to buzz. Buzz? <laughs> that's the word that's used. Lillian begins to shriek. Okay. So it's one of the dead bodies like, oh, sorry, it was on vibration. Turn that off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everett starts to push past her and gets to Lillian right, but right before he reaches her, Lillian, Lillian, yeah, that's it. Lillian lifts into the air facing the mountain. The dirt from five fresh graves explodes out and the five dead are raising and claw for Everett. Crane grabs hold of Adelia's arm and holds her back. The creatures claw Everett and kill him. Then they follow Lillian as she leads him back up the mountain. Okay. Servitors. That was what the creature wanted. Odelia sits staring at the mountain six months later. Whoa, okay. Yep. The deaths had stopped. The village was relaxed again. Crane and Odelia had told Everett's family that he and Lillian had run off together. Okay. They bought it after a while. They were suspicious at first, but then they realized they had been spending all their time together. Crane confirms that there are no rumors or myths or anything that had been passed down of anything living in the mountains. There's no old folk tales, nothing like that. There's nothing hinting at anything like this. The people stayed in the village because they didn't want to go out into the burgeoning industry that surrounded them. It's because they were comfortable, not because they were scared. Right. She thinks one day she might leave. One day she might decide she no longer cares. Or one day she might go looking for her sister. One day. Don't. Don't don't tell me that's the end of the story. <laughs> that is the end of the story. <laughs> God damn it. There's like no resolution <laughs> there isn't and yet i still think it works as a story uh i would lo- i would love it to be a film with a better ending mm-hmm. through the whole thing i was thinking of like a screenplay just like yeah no and it feels very much so like that cool. yeah that ending is shit it could be <laughs> that is a film that could be a big budget or a low budget right exactly yeah yeah you could do it either way that is the end <sighs> of of ice water cove that's not the name of it <laughs> of uh Gerlon Two Fingers and the Mountain of Death. Exactly. Gerlon Two Fingers and the Mountain of Death. Cold Water Veins. Cold Water Veins. Yes. I want to talk about this a little bit. Uh, because okay. I said two truths, one lie. Strong female lead. Mm-hmm. Zombies. Mm-hmm. Old gods. Yeah. We have zombies. We have old gods. Yeah. I'm going to say she wasn't a strong female lead like Ooh, I was promised. Fuck. Okay. The reason I say that, and I'm backing this up with having been the one read the book. Okay. No decision she made was her own. Hmm. Everything she did was what other people told her to do. Okay. Except for the end when she goes looking for Lillian again. Huh. Okay. But even then, she doesn't follow her because Crane holds her back. Admittedly, following her probably would have been a bad decision. Right. But everything she did, she was told to go into town. She was told to uh, keep meeting Preacher Crane for supplies, right? right? He made that arrangement. She was told that her mother disappeared. She was told that they had to leave, which granted she was a kid at that time, but still. Um, she was told by their father that they should go back to the farm. Right. She was told by Daryl that she was going to pick Crane, which she did, but Daryl kind of offed himself, so he left her no choice there. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but every, every single thing she did was what somebody else told her to do. She, she didn't think on her own. And the only times she did, she brushed it off as, oh, that's weird. Wow. When she was questioning Lillian, when Lillian was refusing to answer things, whenever it wanted to come by and meet Lillian again after yeah. 20 years had passed, like no, no decision was made on her own. 
Right. And there, there needs to be a situation where the main character is going against what everyone is saying. Right. Right. And like, it just doesn't happen. Necessary. The only time it happens is when she runs after her sister and it does show that sister bond that they had that she, and that's why you have the resolution at the end. She says, we're still sisters. Right. Yes. And she hugs her. But even that didn't feel, it didn't feel like the same character as the rest of the book. It just felt like, oh, we need a resolution here. There's, yeah, I, I, that that's the point where I, I kind of really became detached from the story. Yeah, was because not, what? Why the fuck did she drug her? I don't, I don't know. Get it? I don't know. <laughs> she she drugs her, but not enough that it makes a difference. Right. Only enough that it makes it convenient timing. Right when she like drugged, got drugged. That, yeah. That's when it just all felt falls apart. Right. Because it's like well, we're no longer operating on logic here. <laughs> the other the other thing too about the story is that it, it is a mystery, right? And that's the point when the mystery is revealed. Right. Well, she's drugged. She realizes Lillian, there's something up with her. And then she reads the Deus Ex Machina journal of yeah. I know everything that happened. Right, right. It's not like she put the pieces together. Right. So it's all just spelled that, out for her yeah. in the book. There's, <laughs> she makes no decisions on her own. She doesn't learn anything. And then at the end, she still doesn't know what she wants to do. Man. She says, maybe I'll just leave. Maybe I'll go after my sister. Maybe I'll stay here. I don't know. Oh, well, poor boohoo. Oh my Poor me. God. <laughs> but she's meant to be in a better place. But I think she was in a better place in the beginning when she was trying to help her sister genuinely. Right. I don't know. It it was, I thoroughly enjoyed the book. I, I enjoyed the story. I 100% story. enjoyed it. I was, it was really into that yes, story. Yes, it was fun to listen to. The narrator did a very good job, except for that one word, Servitor, which I didn't yeah. get. Um, it is an Audible original, so it is only through an audiobook, uh, which is how I, I, how I listen to it. Um, it is also, I should note uh, as well, it is free on Audible. Um, oh shit! If you if you have the Audible monthly yeah. subscription, it is free. Um, highly highly recommend it. But um, but it wasn't what I was promised. And this is something because later I went and looked at the reviews on Goodreads and Audible separately. So yeah. Audible has it as like a five, a four and a half, five star book. Okay. Goodreads has it as like a three to three and a half star book, and that's what all the reviews say. And Goodreads are like, "Hey, it's fine, but right. it's nothing good." Right. <laughs> um, and it and it kind of felt like that. It felt like we were. We were kept deliberately blind from things that it seemed like some of the characters should have known. Yeah. Like, I can't believe no one else in that village has felt the pull of the mountain. Yeah. And also just her or both of them just casually remembering being abused. Yeah. I mean, I understand that thing can absolutely be repressed, but it's usually a conscious effort to find it. Right. Where like you have to. Right. There's like therapy and exercises and things that let you remember because you, you don't want to remember. It's not like you're just walking around like, oh, shit, I just remembered my dad used to beat the fuck out of me like every Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. No, exactly. And, and and the other thing, too, is we know that the mountains at work other places because there's the whole section where its shadows are following her. Right. Why are they following her? She has nothing to do with any of it. Right. Even in the journal, she has nothing to do with any of it. The only thing that she learns in the journal about herself is that Crane's her dad. Yeah, I was thinking that because she was the natural daughter of her mother, yeah. she was the only one that could really stop this. Like she has witch's blood or something. And that would have made more sense than what happened. Yeah, I was waiting for that 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 shoe to drop. Yeah. Where she's like, oh, my mom had this power and she was able to bargain with the mountain and I'm the only one that can do that. So I need to try to prevent this from happening to my sister right. by do making a deal with the mountain. Right. No. But no, no. This is, <laughs> no. This is the way it ends. Now, it is a novella. Right. So it is a short story. It is by definition not going to have all of the detail. Right. But that doesn't excuse the lack of a consistent ending. Right. It's a great premise though. It's a fantastic premise. I would love to see a sequel. Yeah. I want her I want her to be a good character. Yeah. But she didn't do anything. Well, 
That's disappointing. It is disappointing. <laughs> we still don't have a strong female lead no, in our we podcast. Don't. We don't. Um, this is this is kind of a little side tangent here, but I also just reread uh, the first Divergent book. Okay. Not for the show, but just in my own casual reading. And I'm reminded at how promising that book could have been in that mm-hmm. book series and how terrible it is. Hermione I, Granger. Hermione Granger. Great female character, I think. I think you're right. I have to, I'm, I'm, I need to reread those books because it's been a long time, right. but no, I don't recall anything. She, she, was, she was always the stand-up one. Yeah. No, she stood up for herself. Yeah. She confronted other people and she was literally the only one against elf slavery. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Everyone else is like, nah, it's fine. And she's like, she's like she's no, like, this is fucked up. No, it's fine. They like it. They like it. They don't look like they like it. <laughs> they don't own anything. No, yeah, that's, no. Uh, yeah, no, you're right about that. You're right about that. Because um, that's a whole, yeah, I, f- I forgot about that because I read the books and then I watched all the movies and then I started the books again, but that whole plot was left out of the movies. And there are there are strong female characters in other books and especially in like popular media. I mean, you have um, Leia, Leia Organa in the original trilogy, I would say. I have to think about that one because at, at least by episode six, she was eye candy. Uh, I was going to say episode six. Yeah, she really... In five, she saved Han. She she saved Han. Well, that was Luke's plan, right? In episode Fuck. in episode five, she constantly gets verbally abused by Han. Okay, she's good in a New Hope. <laughs> in a New Hope, she stands up for herself. She she takes charge. She does take charge. She's not a warrior, so it makes sense that she wouldn't be in the battle at the end. Like that, I I can accept that. Leia's, I would say Leia's a strong character, but I, I would also say like in modern in modern society, you have like the the female heroes that you look up to are like Katniss, right? Which just sure. Eh. By the third book, she's not a character. I know nothing about hunger. By the third here, book, so. she is a bow and arrow with the syringe that makes her pass out. Yeah, I would say that Wonder Woman, the first one, okay, was a good example of. Like female empowerment, a good female character. I mean, yeah, she literally, literally fought the patriarchy. Yeah, it it was a little. It was a little. It was very on the nose, but uh, it's not a bad thing. (laughs) I mean, it didn't bother me at all when I watched it. No, me neither. The only thing that bothered me was the fucking internet humor. That was all. I hated. I don't know whether to be frightened or aroused. Yeah, I fuck that. That pulled me out of the movie really hard. (laughs) And there was one weird line. It's when she was in the boat with Steve. Yeah. Whatever his fucking name was. Steve. Oh, Steve Trevor. Was it Steve? Okay. Yeah. Why are they all named Steve? I don't know. <laughs> but she was in the boat with him. They were going to America or wherever, away from her island. Temiscira. And and she makes a comment. And I don't know how they even broached the subject, but she makes a comment saying, you know, women don't require men for sexual gratification. Right. Yeah. And I think she was alluding to like masturbation or something. I don't know. But I, I heard that and I was like, but that's exact. That's also true for men, right? Like you're not making any kind of point. What the fuck was the point of that statement? Right. I don't. <laughs> it was supposed to be a thing where like I don't need a man, right? But like, well, men but the way you phrased don't it. need women either. Yeah. Like I don't know. Like, uh, but anyways, I thought it was a good example because, but well, for one, she made a choice. Yep, that choice went against what the people she trusted thought she should do. Right, she was like just strong, mm-hmm. like literally strong. Um, and that was through training. She does have like a birthright, but it's also like she wouldn't be able to do that without training. Right. Exactly. So she did train, meaning she earned that ability. Mm-hmm. Not like Captain fucking Marvel. That was just next to a fucking explosion. Right. <laughs> uh, Wonder Woman earned that. Right. And and even with like even being strong, that wasn't enough to solve the problem necessarily. Right. Right. 
she she did have a whole final fight, which was fucking dumb with Ares or whatever. Yeah. I wish they cut that out. I wish that wasn't in there. It, it but that the third act of that movie felt very. This is a superhero movie, so we have to have a superhero fight. Yeah, but I love the film up to that point because yeah. I was like, like I'm rooting for every step of the way. No, because I she is her own person, and she is changing the world around her. And she made the choice to do that. Right. She's not reacting to things that are, ha- she does do that. That, and, well, and I think, I think you said it there. I think that's the big problem is a lot of these female characters react to things that happen. Yeah. They don't take the initiative. Now, I, I have, I have more books that I found on my search here right. that, that we're going to do and we'll see, we'll see what they come up with. But this was one that, w- that I found that was like a main, it was, it wasn't mainstream. Right. Um, it is something out of the way. It is small, but I, I wanted to see this author's take on it. And I was disappointed. Yeah, no, that's... Yeah, I'm disappointed too. So at the end of every episode of this show, the person who read the book must give the book a rating. Our rating system consists of five levels. The lowest level is toilet paper. The book is only worth the physical material that it is made of. Probably use it as like fire kindling. It's pretty good. Yeah. 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 Uh, The next level is shampoo bottle. It's uh, better to read that than nothing at all, right? Especially if you're on the pot. The next level up is Ikea Manual. It's uh, competently written, but not entertaining or possibly not meaningful or impactful at all. The fourth level is Kindle Pick. Uh, The book is worth buying electronically and or discounted at like a used bookstore. And then the final and highest level is Hardcover. It's an instant classic and you must own this book. So Philip, what's your rating for ice water in her veins because i don't remember the book's name <laughs> the uh the book is called cold water veins yeah okay what what a weird fucking title it's a very <laughs> artsy title yeah my rating for cold water veins is absolutely a kindle pick it is okay. if you have an audible subscription it's free right so already you're not paying for it it is a fantastic fun story it is very well paced it is very competently written it's a novella its right. characters aren't characters because they are caricatures mm. because that's all they have time to be. Right. They don't have time to be anything else because it is so quick. I listen to I listen to books personally at a faster speed than the base narration. Okay. This book took me about to read and take notes took me about two hours. Okay. And it's a two hour book. Right. So it it went through at a at a very quick clip. Okay. But it was it was fun. I would I would probably read it again, just not anytime soon. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the, the, I mean, there's a lot of aspects of the story I really like. Mm-hmm. Like the, the creepy vision that she was having of the people dying. Yep. Was, sounded really cool. Yep. Um, the shadows reaching out to her was really cool, even though it didn't really amount to anything. That didn't go anywhere. And that's the only aspect that we have of the mountain affecting her. Right. Affecting Odelia. But uh, I mean, when I heard it, I was like, that's fucking creepy. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, just the, I, I am a huge fan of the unseen evil. Yes, I know. I fucking love it. I love the movie, The Vivich. Mm-hmm. Fucking love that movie. And I, like, I especially love films that are about, like, old gods mm-hmm. or pagan deities yep. or spirits, that sort of thing. So, some films I would absolutely recommend. One is The Ritual. Very good. Very, very, it's a, it's a European film. I don't know which country it was filmed in, but I think it, it has, like, uh, it's like Swedish, uh, old world pagan god type vibe. Okay. Something like that. Um, I could be totally wrong, but the ritual, great, great film. Uh, another one is the apostle, which stars Dan Stevens. Yes. You and I watched that together. Yeah. And that's so fucking good. 
Um, so yeah, I fucking love that sort of thing. So like the whole time you were talking about this, I was just thinking of all this cool shit in yeah, my head. Exactly. Like, like what could, could it this be? And that, and yeah. The whole, the whole time I was reading the book, I was thinking, I was like, there has to be a creature involved. It's something, it's right. either a God or a creature. There, need, there it, needs to be a physical manifestation of this evil presence. Somewhere. Right. And there is, right. We find out that there is a creature, but we never find out what right. it is or anything like that. But I was going through like, uh, could it be like, I don't know if this is in West Virginia, could it be like a Wendigo or something like, right. I don't know what this, what is this evil going to be? Then we, it's too vague. Yeah. That's something that they don't do enough in horror films, or at least I haven't seen is Wendigos and Skinwalkers. Yeah. Though yeah. that Skinwalkers scare the fuck out of me more than anything else. Oh, they're horrifying. They're so scary, but like, it's yeah. very rarely, I think it's because there's a lot about it that isn't known because first tribes, people don't like talking about them. Right. For obvious reasons. Right. So there, we, there's a lot of the old folklore we have no idea about because it's just not talked about. Right. But I give this, I give this up a Kindle pick. It's, it's a solid book for not being a full book. It's worth the read. You're not paying anything additional. 100%. Why not? Like, exactly. Come on. If you would like to reach out to us, we have an email at a page too far at gmail.com. That's a page T O O far at gmail.com. Send us any kind of feedback you want, good or bad. We don't care. We'll read it. Um, we'll respond to it if you want a response. Um, if you don't want it said on the show, then just specifically tell us you don't want us to say it on the show. You can also reach out to us through our Instagram and Twitter, which are at a page too far, same as our email. Mm-hmm. Um, we receive all feedback with grace and dignity. And poise. And poise. We receive and we take feedback very seriously. If it is an actual issue that you have with something that we said or something that we did, then we are not going to use this as a platform to abuse you. We are not going to right. call you out. And if it is something that you do feel very strongly about, please, if you want to keep it private, let us know. Right. Um, but yeah, no, if we if we say something that's wrong, whether factually wrong or in your opinion it's wrong, by all means, send us uh, you know, your, your, your spiel. We'll read it. Um, I'm always ready to change my opinion. And you do fact check the show too. Yes. Um, when I'm editing it, if yeah. we say something, I will try to fact check it so that we're not just giving out in misinformation. Right. But I'm sure I'm missing shit. Well, you yeah. Know? We're going to fall through, the, fall through the cracks. Um, so write to us. Our inbox is, is full of uh, moths. If you could just send us something. Hashtag Bobo lives. Hashtag Bobo lives and hashtag Lillian lives for this episode. Sure. Because she flew away, leading an army. Yeah. Oh, one more thing about the book that I forgot about. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Everett runs up to Il- Lillian, and the zombies claw him and kill him, and yeah. then they just leave. Like, they, right. if he had stayed, th- th- he'd be fine. So if he hadn't run up to her. If he hadn't run up to her. There, there was no reason that he had to die in that book. He loved her. Yeah, but so did Odelia. But Odelia was like, I ain't getting close to those zombies. <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah, no, it, 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 that didn't have to happen. It was so forced. There was no benefit to it, except that it gives Odelia an excuse to say that Lillian and Ed and uh, Everett ran off together. That's probably why. That's probably why it had to happen. But, but I mean, it didn't. also didn't have to happen. He could have just shut up and not talked about it. Exactly. I don't know. And that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, mm, mm, yeah. Mm. <laughs> All right. Hashtag Bobo lives. Hashtag Lillian lives. Hashtag um, ice water in her veins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hashtag moral. <laughs> hashtag give us the women what <laughs> I don't even know what I just said give us the women you're cutting that right 
I, well, I guess it'll be an outtake. I don't know. Give us the women. I was. What th- does that mean? I was thinking like send us your strong female leads. I, I, okay, okay, that context that makes sense. <laughs> uh, hashtag strong female lead. There we go. Just, there we go. I don't know why I said the other one, but hashtag strong female lead. Yeah, there you go.